Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And hello from the virtual realm, it's uh, your other co-host, Robbie. And this week, uh, it's my turn to choose the topic. Uh, So this week, our topic will be, no, seriously... You didn't like Undertale? No. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what didn't you like? I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah? Yep, just didn't just enjoy didn't it. But conceptually, it. you accept Tried. that it's one of the greatest things to have happened in video uh, games. No, nothing about it. This is the thing. So I played it because yeah. I knew it was... Everyone, you know, was very spoke very highly of it. And uh-huh. I knew it had become sort of like something of a, a zeitgeist in gaming uh-huh. so i i was curious and i wanted to play it and i was yeah. you know and i didn't know what to expect so it's not uh-huh. like you know i kind of had these these overly inflated expectations necessarily uh-huh. but i just was like, went into it and you know was prepared to just see what happened and what happened was a game i didn't like <laughs> huh. so huh. there we go but just the whole challenge of, of making a game where you could kill people as is standard in games, but you also could choose not to, didn't yeah. seem important to you. Mm, I mean, no more than, I mean, not not to the extent that I didn't, that I found it, like, so revelatory. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, anyway. Do you not I'm, like JRPGs? Mm, I mean, yes and no. I'm not the yeah. biggest JRPG yeah? person. Okay. Maybe no. like format wasn't your format kind of thing. No, it just didn't. It's just I just it just didn't work for me. All right. Just wasn't right. into it. Wasn't into I, it. I cried every time I thought about it for a long time. Like even wow. before I played it. Yeah. Well, same thing. I cried it. I cried when I when I was introduced to Dropsy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> You know the idea of a game where there's a there's a there's a viable option for spreading positivity, mm-hmm. where there's a you know, and in Dropsy you don't have a choice. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's easy to be like, you know, oh well, you don't kill anybody in this game, you only help people, and it's like cool, but that's still not a choice I get to make as a player. Yeah. So you know, having a game where I get to choose how I go through it, um, yeah, felt really important to me. And I wish more games like it. It just seems like such a tremendous amount of effort too. More, I wish more games spent more time doing that. Um, Agreed, I do yeah. agree with that. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not hoping for Undertale two. I don't think they're they're trying to make an Undertale two. They made another game, and I started it, and I should probably go pick it back up. But uh, it is called? it is a bit of a I can't remember. Mm. Like it had a cool weird name. I think it starts with an A, but I I don't remember what it is. Hmm. Um. It, it'll it might it'll slap me in the face three hours from now. I'll be like, ah, Abernathy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what slapped me in the face this week, JM. 
It's yes, called it's called virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I just bought an Oculus Quest Two, um, and it's absolutely amazing. Nice. Did you buy it, or did you make Devolver buy it? I bought it. Um, really? Yeah, I bought it myself. Um, but now you've reminded me that uh, I probably should have asked Devolver to buy it, but it's yeah. too late now. Um, but it's. Uh, it's amazing. I mentioned it yeah. before we got onto the podcast, but VR is one of those things that I'm not a massive VR evangelist, um, yeah. you know, and I'm not, I don't keep up to date on all the hot VR trends or anything like that. But every time mm. I have a go on it, I just, I love it. It's so yeah. good. And um, yeah, so I got my quest uh, just yesterday, in fact. So I've, I've been oh. playing around on it. Um, just doing some of the experiences and i mean even just google earth is like yeah unreal in vr so i've been mm. messing around with that uh and obviously listeners at home you'll know uh, that gorn is available on oculus quest and other vr platforms yeah i think the quest is the first is the first viable the first really viable vr uh, the quest 2 yeah. really viable vr so, uh setup because you don't have to set up sensors right man i so this is this it surprised me on so many levels so first of all the fact that it's completely wireless it comes with the the hand controllers and it's completely mm -hmm. wireless and the movement and control is like one-to-one -one. there's no latency whatsoever so that really yeah. surprised me to begin with because i was i guess i was used to playing vr a few years ago where it was good but yeah. not perfect this is as close to perfect in terms of like your immersion um yeah. that i've played so that was the first thing and then yeah as you said there's no setup like you you turn it on you you do the like the in headset setup and you can connect yeah. it to your pc yeah. and then that's it and you can mark out the space on your floor in your mm. living room or whatever um mm. to designate you know what the play area is yeah um and that's it and like the and you know it all just works it just works it's crazy that's great yeah i've got a vibe set up here but i don't keep the sensors plugged in because they hum oh and i'm sensitive sucks. to those kinds of sounds yeah i mean it's fine but like you know and then i have so you know i've done vr you know, testing VR titles that we get and stuff like that and streaming mm. Gorn and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think the, the, the vibe is great, but yeah, it's it's heavy and you have all these sensors and you have all these things you need to keep plugged in. And then I have an Oculus, the old one, in the closet that wow, I have to break yeah. out if we have a game that doesn't work with Vive and I have to test it on Oculus. So the idea of one, you know, and then those sensors have to get plugged in and, and all that stuff. So, you know, it's uh, the idea of having one that just works and then you have the option of plugging it in as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, so you plug it in and it automatically becomes a a, a rift. Um, cool. Whatever. Um, Equivalent, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. It really is. I can't wait to try out more experiences on it. But one of the craziest things <laughs> is you don't... <laughs> I know, I keep, I keep adding to this. But one of the craziest no. things is you don't have to wear headphones. And it's oh, no? not... Right, so you don't have to wear headphones. Um, I mean, you can if you want to, but you don't have mm -hmm. to. Um, but when I first put it on, I didn't even consider this. I didn't even think about the fact 
that I'd need to plug in headphones or whatever. Uh-huh. I just kind of plug plugged it in to set it up. Uh-huh. And I can't remember if there was like a startup noise or if it was just the first thing that I did or whatever. But like this, the sound like was inside my head. Oh, there <laughs> the you go. Best way I can describe it. it um, nice. So it has built-in speakers that yeah. are so good. It feels like you're in the room with the sound. Oh, like it doesn't. Shit. It's fucking crazy, man. Honestly, that's the wildest part. So, like, when characters are talking to you, it's like you've got voices in your head, and you're, it's just there. Yeah, and it's 360 degree audio as well. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's insane. I can't. I still can't get over it. <laughs> How Speaking good it of is. insane with voices in their head, we've got a special guest this week. We do. And yeah. uh, is this our first person to request to come onto the forecast directly? Uh, possibly. Did someone else request? I'm not sure to, to be on the show. Let's pretend because they are the first. We got person to request. we got tackled in the in the in the hallway at work here at Devolver <laughs> HQ. We did. Uh, by the and... by the jock, right? <laughs> by yeah. the jock of Devolver. <laughs> Look, see, he's he's muscling. Matt, in oh my god, here. this has been the most aggravating nine minutes of my life. <laughs> listening to you guys try to talk about VR from like, <laughs> oh oh, I forgot talking about VR. Try to talk about VR. <laughs> anyway, our we've told oh, attempt. Oh my to gosh. describe virtual reality, and it wasn't it wasn't Matt Nickerson, ladies sorry. and gentlemen. Hello, my name is Matt. Uh, <laughs> wow, he's you know. <laughs> You're just taking it upon yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hello. Long time listener, first time caller. Nice to meet you. Nice to hear you. Hello. It's really, Matt. this is really strange. Nickerson. This is it's really Matt strange Nickerson. to be on the other side of, of this because, see, having listened to this podcast uh, not not for a long time, but listen to a lot of episodes. Uh, uh-huh. Usually, you know, while you guys are pontificating, that that would be the point where I'm like yelling while I'm mowing the lawn, listening to you guys. Like I'm like yelling at my lawnmower, like "Come on, spatial audio! You're talking about spatial audio, guys!" <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you've come on the forecast. To just completely berate us, <laughs> just to, <laughs> and I feel this. like Listen, all shits. of the, exactly. Factually, I've come here to be the <laughs> apparently to be the antagonist. <laughs> I feel like that's what you guys have been really missing. I mean, it's you guys are just too happy-go-lucky. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was the end of the story. Was when we were walking down the hall at Devolver HQ, and you sprang from behind the drinking <laughs> fountain and bit me on the shoulder and said, "I want to be on the forecast this week." And we said yes, because of course we did. Which, it wasn't uh, really, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like a request. Like, oh man, I'm so excited. I was kind of more like, let's just get this over with. Let's get this shit figured <laughs> out. Sorry. So, look, everybody's been too nice to you two listen, morons. Listen, it's been long enough. This show needs a kick in the ass. <laughs> I know you're scared of me. I know you don't want to invite me. <laughs> I'm going to invite myself. <laughs> but welcome. Hello. Nice to... Matt, what did you do 
at Devolver? Yeah, what is your what's what your do deal? I do? Uh, let's see. So I I kind of work on uh, like the PC side of things, the PC stores. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, for reasons I will I guess get into with my background, uh, I I mm-hmm. uh, manage our relationships with Steam and Humble and EGS um, and mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of other um, retailers and um, like. PC stores that sell Steam keys, that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, the the kind of general biz dev stuff, which we all kind of, I mean, we all kind of wear that hat from time to time. Um, you know, where we're, we're, we're looking all at... highly qualified. Exactly. <laughs> yes. We all have we degrees. Know the term spatial audio. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Spatial audio? I think so. I don't know. I'm probably making that up. See, this is the part where the person who's listening to this podcast will be like, you, John Bart. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's going to rip me a new one. Uh, What are you talking about? Yeah. Jesus. Act like you worked on VR or worked around VR. So you're a store man. I'm a store man and a biz dev man um, because my. Oh, what is the best store? Oh, no. I mean, (laughs) G2A OBS. <laughs> Kingway. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, the best store uh, at the moment. Um, CD Keys. Is the one you're buying our games from right now. Exactly. Consumer. Where you choose to shop, I think, is the most important. <laughs> like, whatever you find the most value in, I think that is. That is. Uh, Boom. But, no, let's see. Currently... No, I'm not even going to talk about games. I'm going to talk about buying buying movies, buying digital movies. And my favorite store to buy digital movies from is Vudu. All right, yeah, wow. Vudu. I don't even know what that is. It's it's actually. Uh, I mean, Can it's just like graphics cards. No, it's V U D U. But uh, oh. they, you know, they uh, they sync up with Amazon and Google Play and all that stuff. So anything that you have that's part of movies anywhere. You can then watch and play back and all that stuff. Oh, that's cool. But I like Vudu because they have this amazing program where you can convert your existing DVDs and Blu-rays. And for a nominal Mm. fee, you can turn them into digital copies. No shit. It's fucking amazing. That is cool. So if you're like JM... you have to destroy the DVD? No, no. Oh, cool. If you're like JM and you have have every version of the Lord of the Rings films on dvd and blu-ray you can convert oh, and laser disc oh and laser disc yes uh it's the biggest laser disc you've ever seen <laughs> and betamax uh and there's like mini discs i omega drives oh yeah too. oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh but you can convert all those and then you can watch them on your roku player or on your laptop or whatever so that is my yeah, favorite that's cool everybody should nice. do nice that is That's cool. great. I've been thinking about that because Dodge I that still one. have I still have a physical media collection, and um, I was thinking about how I could go about digitizing it all, but I wasn't really sure where to start. Well, so I can help are... you. Mm. Now, does it have to? Does it just confirm that you have the DVD and then just gives you the digital copy, or does so it... the way that it works is you you need the box for the DVD. Uh-huh. Because you need the UPC code. And then you oh, okay. look it up on your... You use your phone camera. You scan it in. Uh-huh. 
and then they'll say, oh, cool, we have that in our database. It doesn't have everything, but, you know, it, okay. I believe it does have Lord of the Rings for UJM, as well as the Harry Potter right. series, which I know you love. Um, Great. And uh, so then you can scan that in, and then uh, if it's a DVD... Man, let me see. Let me see if I can remember this. It's been a while. If it's a DVD, you can pay $2 to get the SD version of it. Or uh -huh. sometimes you can pay $5 to get the like HD version. Uh -huh. And then if you own the Blu-ray version, you can pay $2 to get the HD version. Oh, yeah. wow. Nice. It's pretty That's amazing. Pretty cool. That's a pretty cool service, yeah. It's, it's Considering, cool. yeah, it takes away you actually really having to do anything yourself. <laughs> Or I having to like re-digitizing yeah. DVDs and yeah, archiving yeah. them. Oh yeah, and, and then figuring out how to play them back on your on all your different yeah. devices. Wow. Yeah. So. Cool. That's my... Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Man. That was really cool. I think we all learned a lot. <laughs> Devolver Digital Movies coming to Voodoo soon. Yeah, I just ran into this um, last night because I was I ended up watching. Uh, one of my favorite films, uh, Burn After Reading, oh, yeah. which if you have not seen it, I highly suggest it. It's one of my favorite. It's, it, I think it is my favorite Coen Brothers film, I yeah. would say. Like I would put it, for me, like I, it may not be the best film, uh, you know, high, most highly regarded, you know, it's not, it didn't win Oscars like No Country or, or Fargo or something like that. Um, but I think for just replayability like i could watch yeah. that movie on a desert island you know over and over forever does I it would... not have that same sense of Bleh, that that i feel <laughs> a lot of coen brothers end with, <laughs> films end with that sense of what Bleh. Bleh? like you're Bleh? like you feel like sad like oh wow yeah. that was too much Sad's too clear oh of a feeling uh but yeah something like that like like that just sort of like what like it's like a what did i just watch why did i just watch that uh -huh. there was no purpose to this story uh -huh. whatsoever yeah uh, no this one this is perfect for that this is absolutely like it has, it's one of those but it, but it is but just watch it it's the it's a tight 90 yeah. minutes you'll love it and then let's okay. and then uh, oh that's helpful. let's uh reassess afterwards but i really think uh, i think Knowing that about Cohen brother movie Cohen brothers movies and um, and how you generally walked out of them, I think I think you could enjoy this one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Right. I once watched The Big Lebowski three times in one day. Did you play the, the Did you play the drinking game? No, I did not. But oh. I have uh, spent numerous evenings in uh, the Big Lebowski bar in Reykjavik, Iceland. Oh. Where uh, the entire bar is themed like the movie The Big Lebowski. Is there a carpet for everyone to pee on? <laughs> I mean, you could pee on a carpet if you wanted to. Is is it <laughs> attached to a bowling alley? It's not, but it's all kind of decked out. There's like big. Um, there's a bowling alley on the on the wall, which is like uh, modelled after the bowling alley from the mm. dream sequence when he gets drugged. Um, but yeah, it's there's, it's full of crazy shit, and they just run the movie all the time as well. It's very it. very fun. It's very fun. Matt, who <laughs> are you? Transition. <laughs> where, where, let's talk about you. 
So yeah, you you do liaison between devolver and retailers, and you you talk to them. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. How did you get here? What was your journey? What's your path? Where do we begin? In first grade, I played my first video game. Actually, that's probably not true. What was your first video game? Uh, Let's see. That's a good question. Uh, My first video game... Well, I don't know what my first video game like at an arcade would have been. Um, It would have been at like a pizza parlor in Spokane, Washington. Um, But my first home console was the the Sega Master System. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my first video game on that was Alex the Kid in Miracle World. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah? Big fans? You guys big fans of that one? I mean, everyone's a big fan (laughs) of Alex the Kid in Miracle World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine imagine my delight uh, when I was this spoiled little kid who, like, my parents were trying to surprise me, and they're like, we got this thing. And I'm like, what is it? They're like, well, it hooks up to the TV. And I'm like, oh, my God, it hooks up to the TV. Is it a video game? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, it's a Nintendo. A Nintendo? Oh, my God. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's not a Nintendo. And I'm like, well, uh, um, but if it's not a Nintendo, it's... um, what that that Atari thing maybe I don't I don't you know what else exists besides Nintendo um, and they were like it's called a Sega Master System and I had no idea what that was and I was like does it have Mario and they're like better it's got a game where you play rock paper scissors to win to beat the boss <laughs> I mean that is that is better than Mario I don't see Mario playing any fucking playground games. <laughs> I like to think this qualifies Matt as our strongest rock, paper, scissors player at Devolver. <laughs> Definitely. I, I do enjoy a good round. <laughs> Definitely our most talkative Master System owner. There That's you go, yeah. Hey, there are That's dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> I always find it really interesting when uh, people in the US started out with Sega consoles. Because Sega was huge over here. Um and I had a Mega Drive. I didn't have a Master System, but I had a Mega Drive. Um, and all my friends had Master System and Mega Drive. And Nintendo was, like, just not a big deal. Or not as big a deal here as it was in America. So, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I guess I'm always, like, really interested to see what happened to kids who grew up with Sega in America. And turns out they're, they're you. Yeah. And then I abandoned Sega for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the Master System left an indelible mark. <laughs> no, I did not. Let's see. I did not. Uh, I did not have a Genesis after that. Uh, but I rented one from the video store regularly to play, you know, Sonic and Echo and Comic Aladdin. Zone. Mm-hmm. Did you say Aladdin? Yeah. Mm, I played that on Super Nintendo. I love that. Ah, oh, different game. It is a different game. Yeah. yeah. Right. The Genesis one was the, like, that was the that was the version that everybody was trying to get, right? It was the Dave Perry one, yeah. Yeah. And it, Genesis also had the better version of Mortal Kombat with the blood. Yes. Ugh. I just oh, had, the, right. I had the, yep. the gray you had sweat. To enter a, you had to enter a cheat code, but um, but it was in there. And was it was it just a cheat code like in the game, or did I need it? I had a game genie, and I remember trying to turn it on with that. But I, I don't know actually. <laughs> I assume the game genie would have worked on it, right? But right, 
And like one button fatalities or something like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Game Genie. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, my God. The Game Genie was amazing. Celeste, but you could go through walls. (laughs) (laughs) Turn on clipping. (laughs) There was just, you know, there were games that were just fucking impossible. So you needed the Game Genie. Like that Ninja Turtles game on NES. Uh, oh, the original yeah, one? Yeah, the original one. Yeah. Uh, Battletoads. Battletoads. Was <laughs> yeah, I like, that was coming. Yeah. Like, you could not... I could never get past the the, the speeder part, basically. Yeah? That was... Uh, wasn't that, like, the notorious level? Yeah. Because be, it was, like, bugged or something. Right. So there was, was basically like, a to jump. To actually get past that level was, like, a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Like, you had to get past... You had to jump, like, specifically into this, like, one spot, basically, right? Like... Mm. Um, yeah, and I could never. I, I obviously it wasn't like you had the internet to to help you through that really. So yeah, it was no. just playground talk. <laughs> well, and you know Nintendo Power subscriptions. Yeah, but even then, like I don't think they you know they weren't regularly being like, hey, our game is just completely. Oh busted. no! Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> you want to get past that? Not one? like they like... do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so all right, let me yeah, go so... on though. Uh, no, the so reason you... I ended up at, is that, uh, is that doable? I'm going to transition to why I ended up at Devolver. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I worked at Valve uh, on Steam uh, for about 13 years. Uh, wow. I started in October of 2007, the same week that the Orange Box launched. Um, Whoa! Which was amazing. So you launched the orange? Yeah, it was all me. Uh, it wouldn't have happened if if I hadn't had mm-hmm. uh, started that week. Um, and now you've like left. Launched now you've left Valve. Yeah. Half Life Three is no longer happening. So right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's oh. all it's all up here in in my brain. I'm the one. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, nothing like that. Um, let's see. So I, yeah, I joined and I was a, a contractor on the support team. Um, at the time, Steam support was like 10 people, which I think if you were, uh, if you were a, a Steam community member at that time, you probably uh, could guess that there was only 10 people in support because uh, <laughs> it took us a while to get back to people. And, you know, I don't know if we were the most helpful, but we tried, we tried. <laughs> we said, you know, the normal stuff. Did you try turning your computer off? Uh, did you try mm-hmm. blowing on it uh, and reinserting the disc? That kind of stuff, right? Uh, and then um, I kind of worked my way up through Valve over the years. Um, ended up uh, joining the the store side of things, being a, a Steam uh, release manager, uh, starting in like 2011. Um, and just, uh, basically like helped, you know, get new content onto the store, um, as quickly as possible, which, you know, at that time it was very like manual, like we basically had to, like, we had to send partners like a, a word document that was like, here, fill out this information and then send it back to me. And then I will, you know, transpose it into our website and, uh, and send it back (laughs) to you for review. (laughs) <laughs> or I'll send you a screenshot wow. of it because wow. I can't really give you a mock-up of the website. Um, so, and then that that position, like we just kind of continued to evolve the the team and the crew, and um, uh, like took on more like of the biz dev stuff, and took on different partners, um, you know, and and just kind of did what I did there until 
I uh, reached out to Devolver, I guess maybe about a year ago, um, who I had worked with. I, I worked with them for, I worked with you guys for many years, mainly with Nigel. Um, yeah. And always. You've been our liaison. Yeah, been, yeah, exactly. Uh, and have always been a fan and always enjoyed everything that Devolver was working on. And when I kind of decided that, you know, um, I just needed something new because my entire career was, was at Valve. Um, I, I started to think about like, okay, well, what would, what would the next step for me be? Or where would I want to go? What would I want to do? And, uh, Devolver was always at the top of that list, always number one. Um, and so I just started chatting with Nigel about it. Just, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, moving on here. Um, looking for my next big adventure. Like, would that make sense? Would there be, you know, would you guys be interested in, uh, Meek joining the team in some way? Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 there was a lot of trepidation from the Devolver side. They, you know, they, I, they really had to push, didn't, uh, Nigel really had to push to, uh, you know, um, get me on the team because everybody you know was i don't know where i'm had going met you. yeah right there we go yeah we would never <laughs> they had all we met me and they were like <laughs> wow never 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 not a chance Yikes. this fucking guy he he's too antagonistic uh, <laughs> he bit me. <laughs> he bit me. He's such a bully in the whole way onto our port. Our but yes, so bullied your way into the company. Yeah, as well. that's that's exactly. Uh, yeah, so no, but Devolver was always at the top of the list, and I was just mm. very fortunate to be able to uh, join the team and have loved every second of it since, including Amazing. this moment, including these last twenty nine minutes. This has been great. <laughs> um, right. I have a question about how you got started in games then if so uh valve was your first job so how did that come about had you sort of always been looking for a start in video games on some level yes let's see um always had the dream of working in video games since i was a wee child um and um lived in the Seattle area where there has been, uh, you know, just a lot of developers and publishers and obviously Microsoft is here and Nintendo has always been in our backyard. Um, so I've always been super interested in it and was, you know, uh, like looking at, you know, different opportunities, like just trying to figure out how that could be a part of, you know, my career. Right. Um, uh, so I, let's see, before I started at Valve, I worked, I, I was basically going to school, uh, at the University of Washington, uh, doing kind of odd jobs, um, around the, um, campus. Um, and, um, my girlfriend, now my wife, um, she was, um, uh, working as a, a stage manager, um, in like Seattle theater, she had, um, she had kind of gotten tired of that, that life because, um, I mean, working in theater is, you know, always kind of contract to contract and it's long, it can be really long hours, especially yeah. when you're in tech. Um, and, you know, and so, and also I think she was, she was getting frustrated with like having to work six days a week. Right. And, you know, we're all like young 
young adults like living our lives and enjoying going to bars and doing all that kind of stuff and having a regular weekend after we had, you know, kind of graduated from college. Um, and so she kind of wanted to, she started looking for something else. She ended up getting um, an offer at uh, a developer called Amaze Entertainment um, out here in, in Kirkland, Washington. Um, and as she was interviewing for that, and I was encouraging her to, um, you know, pursue that because like, I was just like, oh my God, you get to work in video. Like if you got to work in video games, like, then <laughs> I think you could like give me free video games and that would be, <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. Um, and as she was doing that, I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this again. Like, I'm going to just see if what is available, you know, around here. Um, and I applied at, you know, different places that were, uh, around at the time, uh, applied at Nintendo for just various, like, I don't know, like localization jobs or something where it would just be like writing, you know, like, uh, translating to English where, you know, you were trying to, um, include some of the like vernacular of the time or whatever. Uh, I applied at PopCap in like a support role, um, and went through a couple interviews there, um, but did not end up getting that job, unfortunately. Um, and then I applied at Valve. Like, basically, like, a cold call. I just submitted my resume. Um, I, at the time, was not a PC player, really. Like, um, I, I had played Half-Life 2, uh, was aware of the Orange Box, you know, all those kinds of things. Like, I, I followed Valve. Half-Life 1 was, like, one of the first, like, major games that I played on PC. Or, like, it was one of those games where... I convinced my parents that we needed to buy a new PC so that I could actually play <laughs> Half-Life 1. Um, and so I was I was a big fan, but, like, had no idea. Like, they were so secretive, you know, and I had no idea, really, that they were, like, in my backyard, right? Um, mm. But applied and was just like, I don't... There was no listing on their website. It was just kind of, like, jobs at, you know, whatever, valvesoftware.com. Uh and I was like, you know, if there's any entry level kind of thing, like, which we've all like done and, and so many people do, like, they're just like, can I be an intern? Can I, like, I will, you know, clean the floors if that's what it takes to kind of get me in the door. Um, didn't hear anything for a little while and then randomly got a, a call from uh, the manager of the support team and where they were like, sure, come in. Like, you know, basically like, let's, let's hear from you um i went in they asked me some weird very not like as i've come to determine <laughs> very non-valve questions <laughs> like basically like i was asked like riddles at the time okay that were like <laughs> how is that not valve like but like like just like mind-bending like questions that you would ask like a sixth grader like hey can you think outside the box <laughs> kind of stuff oh, like oh, no. uh like one of them <laughs> Uh, just yeah. So one of them was basically that your uh, your this woman is driving her car down like a dirt road, like a back you know back road kind of thing. She's out in the middle of nowhere, um, and she's got her two kids in the car, and and it, sorry, and it just goes on. This goes on for like three minutes describing the woman <laughs> and describing the kids and all this stuff. Blah 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 blah. She goes and all of a sudden her uh, her tire. Uh, just fucking flies off the car. Okay. Uh -huh. So she's, uh, she stops the car. She gets out. She finds the tire. 
Um, and she goes to, you know, reattach it. Um, you know, she's got her kit. She's got some of the, the basic tools, basically. But she goes to reattach it and uh, realizes that all the the four lug nuts that, you know, attach the, the wheel um, to the car are gone. So she doesn't have those. She doesn't have cell service. She can't call a tow truck. Uh, and then what does she do? Like, that's the question. What does she do? Yeah. Uh, and then you can ask, like, you could ask yes or no questions during this time, basically. Uh, and so, so you're... What, what was you know, your response? What happened? I don't remember what my response is. I think I just asked some questions. And maybe I ended up getting it to it. Because, like, the manager at the time would kind of... Like, especially if, if he just kind of generally liked your personality he would he would try to help out i would say uh mm. but so the answer to this riddle is basically that oh all you do is you take one lug nut off of the three other tires and then you can basically attach the wheel mm. but like people uh, okay. so it's like a, i thought it was like some sort of like philosophical puzzle not a logic puzzle <laughs> so i was like right what does she do and i was like i right. don't know eat the kids <laughs> how does she survive fuck the kid <laughs> sacrifices herself and i mean so i think the you on. know the the question i mean the the way that it was that this manager was you know trying to design this question was kind of just trying to get your like get you to like think and and ask mm. some questions and see if you could just kind of just generate and keep talking through it and try to get to a solution which I mean, sure, that's a little bit of, like, what support can be, right? Like, you're like, well, I got to start from somewhere. And most likely, you as a customer, you're not giving me all of the information that I need, right? Like, you've missed something. all the lug nuts. Right. So I got to reach out there and I got to find these lug nuts. And then I got to hit you over the head with the tire iron, you know. (laughs) I really object to you referring to customer support complaints as lug nuts. Me too. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Matt Nickerson oof. we got another lug nut online too <laughs> the real the real doozy of a lug nut over here uh, so what was so what anyways was, um... but the problem with it would also be like hey if you've already heard that before because it's kind of a common like brain teaser uh, then, yeah. then what do you do <laughs> If the person's like, no, 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 you just take the the lug nuts off the other tires and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, Boom. Just it straight like, away. well, now what? Like, <laughs> if that's the only question you prepared for Eat me, the kids. Now what? <laughs> um, what? Uh, so, what were? This is g- going to show some of my ignorance towards what Valve was as a as a but not all of it platform <laughs> as a platform back then. So when so when you joined, it was like 2007 ish. Mm-hmm. So what was what was Valve like then? So Valve was... was... Was it was it predominantly just publishing or was it... No, so Valve was... As well? uh, Valve was about 100 people. Um, and Steam was three plus years old, I guess, at that time. It had started in like... Right, okay. Like beta, I think, was late 2003. Really launched in right. 2004 with like... Shit. Um... I mean, Half-Life 2 obviously was, like, the first big, really big push and, you know, uh, Counter-Strike Source and uh, they eventually, like, pushed, you know, CS... The original CS 1.6, I want to say, was, um, you know, the first kind of update where it was like, no, now this requires Steam. 
Um, and so it had been going for a couple of years. They were building out, you know, it was, I mean, it was mainly, uh, you know, in service of Valve games, right? Um, because those mm. were the, the heaviest hitters, but then it was bringing on um, other um, developers and publishers. I think when I started, we maybe had 100 to 150 games, maybe, I want to say. Wow. Um, and so, I mean, as a support team, like you really got to know like each and every game that was available yeah. on the service. And, you know, we would only launch buggy. like one game a week, <laughs> maybe. Right. Wow. Or it would be like a big push. Like, Oh my God, we're, we're getting some 2k games. So we're going to have like five this week. Holy shit. You know, and we're going <laughs> to, and then we're going to have five next week. What are we going to do? Oh my God. Um, so are there any games that you have like, old like that you still get stress nightmares about like work work dreams about were there were there any particular games that just hmm. the calls kept coming let's see oh man i mean obviously I like me. like trial by fire starting with orange box like you know you're you're dealing with uh just a shit ton of different problems per se right like yeah. mm. you're you're dealing with what three new games launching at that time plus like the re-release of half-life 2 and episode one um mm -hmm. and then you're also you're dealing with customers that are still getting comfortable with the idea of steam um and mm -hmm. the idea of like always on you know uh, all, like a, a service that is always connected you need you should be connected to the internet so that you can get updates and you have people that are like but i want to play portal uh, I bought this thing. I don't want to download anything. I just want to use yeah. my disc, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so there would be, you know, there would be irate customers, especially like people who just like, yeah, they didn't have, they had, um, you know, uh, data caps that were really low, right? And yeah. and for a game um, or for you to install, like for you to insert a disc, you know, from Steam and for some reason, if Steam was like, hey, I didn't actually read that disc. I'm just going to start downloading the game for you from Steam, right? For that to, like, happen to somebody, like, that is, that is like, that freaks them out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and really pisses them off, right? And so, you know, some of those yeah. customers, like, they might, uh, you know, smash the disc with a hammer and package it up in the mail and include a, a tube of KY jelly and tell you to go shove this up your ass. <laughs> like that may have happened. I don't know. Like, <laughs> were there any discs that were harder to get up your ass than others? Or did you prefer like when they were big chunks or little shards? The, yeah. I mean, usually like we would, we would then blend them afterward to just like really make it okay, a, nice. a puree. The, the crowbar campaign enema. many years later, um, that was, that was a lot more difficult. Like you couldn't really do anything about those. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but no, um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, always the, you know, the most problematic was really like, um, the, uh, devolver titles, obviously like mm -hmm. they were like mm -hmm. just, uh, incredibly I mean, difficult to work with the, the publishers, not the devs, all the devs, all the devs that work with devolver. Amazing. Working with Nigel, <laughs> mm -hmm. nightmare, absolute nightmare. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and even before when they were... Joined, that's why you wanted to join Devolver, because you were like, look, somebody I fix needs this. to do this better. I gotta fix this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making enemies. <laughs> you guys, just... It's unsustainable. No. Uh, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I can't think of any other, uh, you know, major... Sure, nightmares. yeah. The game... Oh, you know what? Early on, Games for Windows Live, that was, that was kind of a nightmare of just like games that were like using two services like they were you know being sold on steam but like had games for windows live keys attached to them or something and it was like it was insane because it was like you would buy like street fighter 4 i think and it would we would have to show you like a key that was like hey you need to go register this on games for windows live and you would go do that and then like you know two weeks later when you went to play street fighter 4 again you'd be like well i don't remember the account that i made or the key or whatever like where's that yeah. and they're like oh sorry the key's already used it's already used somewhere uh and then you know that comes back to that would come back to steam right and they'd be like well yeah. you fucked me up like you fucked this up for me where is it you know fix it for me and i'm like i have yeah. no idea where where this is on microsoft servers that was wow fun. holy shit it's all but it's all good now right it's all streamlined everything makes sense yeah. for Unless you want to buy a game by EA or Ubisoft. But who no, would want to do all, that? Those work. They're yeah. great. What's wrong with those? <laughs> I mean, they, they don't have the same system. You still have to sign up for a, an account on somebody else's thing to buy to play your game that you bought on Steam. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of, of that going on. It always makes me mad. But there's a lot of tools there to hopefully, like, streamline it and make it, you know, yeah. make it something that's more under the hood so that you're not having to, like, deal with that all the time. I, I yeah, mean, it's better than it sounds like it. Was, I play sure. I play a decent amount of like EA games on Steam, um, and and the integration with Apex. I play Apex Legends a lot, and um, that's actually like a, it's just using like a the Steam login. It's not actually using Origin. I don't think um, hmm. no. on the Steam version. So made it made it very simple. Nice. Love it. At some point, I have questions for you guys. So you just let me oh. know. Oh, shit. Because wow. I, I came prepared. You told me there was no wow. topic. I didn't know what to do, so I got bored and I made I made <laughs> questions for you. fuck? <laughs> All right. We're in bizarre. Did you, did you have another real question, Robbie? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, because we don't often um, just kind of, we often talk about people's backgrounds and how they got into games and this kind of thing, but we don't often just kind of ask, what some of your favorite games are what you're playing at the moment so i'm interested to know what are your let's say top five if you can name five or more or less whatever but what are what are some of your favorite games what are the games that you like to go back to or just games that stuck in your memory for whatever reason besides Mm. alex kidd in miracle world obviously Mm. oh it is alex kidd you're right it's not alex the kid I fucked that up I, earlier. I, I decided not to correct you immediately. Wow. I thought I'd just wait until this moment. Wow. That... Listeners at home are just reeling from the drama. Wow. Everyone, everyone's just, everyone's right doing there. that thing with it. Everyone's oh, going, just called you were just going to keep going, oh, You were just going to keep saying it. Like, this motherfucker. Like, everyone's blasting their air horns. Oh, wow, and then I had to like realize that myself and like and correct myself. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Your questions, the questions I have for you, Robbie, they just got ten times worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, let's see. So the first question is just like, what what are my like top five ish games? Yeah, what what are some of your favorite games? Some of my favorite games. Um, let's see. Uh, Do you have a favorite Inside? game of all time? I really like Inside. Have you played that, Robbie? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> I haven't yet. You're <laughs> I to will. Pick that up, I'm pretty sure. No, I, I really do. I really like. I really love Limbo and Inside by Play Dead. I haven't played Limbo yet. Limbo, but good. I have it on Switch. It's yeah, so I good. Like I mean, and it's so short. Like it's perfect. It's great. Mm, it's like yeah. two hours, right? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm a, you know a little bit of a Valve fanboy, but but Portal One and Two, like, mm-hmm. I I am excited, very excited for the day that um. I, I guess I should say I have I have a near five year old daughter. Um, she's turning five in four days, um, and I'm super excited for the time. I don't know, maybe like two, three years from now or whatever, when I can introduce her to Portal um, for mm, the first yeah. time. That you know, oh, that's you that's all my. You have your own sessions. little lab rat. Oh my god, she yeah, exactly. <laughs> she. When you finish this game, there will be kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's playing like paw patrol right now and i'm just like just you wait wait till <laughs> wait till you get to the good shit kid <laughs> this is gta <laughs> um let's see what else uh i like third person like open world type exploration games i guess uh mm-hmm. not not necessarily fully open world but i'm thinking of like um the batman arkham series um, mm-hmm. Like Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are, you know, two games that I played, you know, uh, all the way, got all the way through it. And, and I don't necessarily get like I don't necessarily finish games that often. So I think it's a, right. it's a big achievement for me to be like, oh, no, I finished that game. Right. And it was yeah. and it was mm-hmm. a game that was longer than like three hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same goes for like like the Just Cause series. Like I just really love just like that's like the uh you know uh just like can always like uh sit down on the couch and and jump into those games for a couple hours yeah like, just they're very causing mass uh, destruction low, and low low mental taxation involved yes in those games yes 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 exactly yeah like uh i don't have to remember where i was uh yeah you know, or like what puzzle i was trying to solve or anything like that and i can i can put it down for six months come back and it's it's still the same right yeah um this is the part where i have to like pull up steam and be like what have i been playing oh <laughs> valheim Va- well just Val- valheim valheim for sure uh um always always good for a laugh always in but uh, like you and you were the only person playing Valheim with me for a long. I long. know. I need to get back <laughs> into it. I feel like I've been I've been unfortunately like busy or um, like I just kind of you know I I was tired of our friendship. Really, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but holy <laughs> oh, <yeah>, shit! <laughs> you didn't do anything and wrong. You didn't, I just was like I bored get of bored. our friendship. Like, I was like, oh yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you. So, you just stopped being fun, so I stopped I, playing. <laughs> I went on to something else. I like this game, but JM is tedious. Um, uh, but I, so I would say uh, I love 
like just kind of low like casual puzzle games i would say um yeah so mm-hmm. i love the picross series um mm. like i could just I never uh, like Picross. that's so just great like it's like i mean it's it's kind of like a little bit of a, like a minesweeper you know a little bit of math um yeah you know and it, it's one of those things where you're like when you accomplish it and you get you get through a level with like no um errors like you feel you feel smarter right like it feels good. So that, and then there's this series um, called Hexels, um, which I I play the shit out of Hexels Infinite. What's, what's that? It's it's just it. another small like puzzle game where um, mm. it, it this one's even like even kind of more like Minesweeper, I guess in a way. Um, but it basically is like, hey. Um, there, there are different mechanics where it gives you a number um, and a little bit of information and says like, hey, in this line, like there's going to be five, let's say, we'll just call them mines because that, you know, it's kind of that, that general idea. But there's five colored blocks or mines that you're trying to identify. Um, and then, you know, using the other information available to you from, you know, the other rows, the other columns um, and the other um, cells that you have uncovered, like you can you can map it out and figure out like what you know where where you need to click and where you not do not need to click. Um, Ooh. yeah. Well, so but they so this guy Matt Brown um, is the developer of the Hexels series, and a couple of years ago he um, released Hexels Infinite, which still has his kind of normal campaign of like you know six worlds with like i don't know like 10 puzzles each or whatever but then after that there is um just an infinite number of generated puzzles that all work and so i feel like it i end up like checking it out you know uh for Mm -hmm. 20 minutes a day and doing a couple puzzles or whatever and just like Mm -hmm. like sometimes that's how i start my day sometimes you know uh like uh, I'll do that after a lunch break or whatever kind of thing. It's uh, it's fun. It's exciting. I don't know. It's nice. Uh, lovely. Well, Matt, are you ready? Do you, you wanna... ready to hit us with your questions? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, you've actually written things down. I did. There were no questions at all. Okay. <laughs> the real questions were the friends they made along Let's the way. See. Okay. <laughs> of which there were none. Yeah, so the, I mean, so the reason behind this is that I I love trivia. Uh-huh. Uh, like I <laughs> I've hosted trivia in the past. Like it's something that is a, is a passion of mine. I just love little you know anecdotes, um, and also mm-hmm. I feel like you know having joined the company what six months ago and having us not really. Um, been able to meet in person or mm-hmm. uh, anything like that. Like it, it feels like you know, there's still things that I'm I'm learning about everybody, right? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. questions that I would normally ask when we were sitting around at like E3 or GDC. I don't I don't really there's not really an avenue for that at the moment, right? Yeah. So why not do it? Right. Publicly? Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have, uh, I have like what? I have like five questions for each of you. They, they won't take very long. All right. Uh, okay. So I'll start with Robbie. Uh, first question, Robbie. 
are you cool if I call you R Pats? No. <laughs> Noted. I've lived through that era already, <clears throat> and I won't do it again. <laughs> By the way, as I just went camping this last weekend up in Forks, Washington, mm. which is where Twilight happened, so they had a lot of pictures of Robert Pattinson. Who I know you probably are thrilled has a name is so similar to your own, Rob. I, I am, I am. I remember at the height of Twilight, calling up the uh, communications provider O2 uh, to ask them about my mobile <laughs> phone bill. And when the girl on the end of the phone asked my name and I told her, uh, she went into a fit of hysterics, um, <laughs> started shouting at her colleagues. Uh, that she was on the phone with Robert Pattinson whilst I was yelling <laughs> down the phone. No, it's different spelling. Please look at the screen with my name on it. I'm not him. Uh, yeah, so those are some of the... <laughs> that's just oh. one, one anecdote from <laughs> from, uh, from my minor celebrity. Anyway, of it. course yeah. you can call okay. me R-Pats, Matt. You're Perfect. a colleague. And a well, and the nice thing, I mean, the the great thing I feel like is that like, yeah, there's obviously that Twilight era, but now like I do, I mean, I would, I, if I see Robert Pattinson in a movie, like if I see him top billing or whatever, I'm like, sure, I'm going to see that. Like, I feel like he has yeah. come such a long way or has just picked roles that have really like, you know, allowed him to evolve unless, into the actor. What? Unless Batman is shit. Which it could well be. So. I mean, it could be. I guess. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it's always possible. But it is I, always possible. I, he is very good. I have though. High he hopes. is very good actor. Yeah, because that's also what was that one that he did. Good time. That was a great one. Oh, good time. So good. Yeah. So good. I need to watch. I've still been trying to convince my wife that she needs to watch that. Um, but when I explained to her, Uncut Gems. We have not watched Uncut Gems. Because oh, okay. I need to get her, I need to get her to watch Good Times. Good Times. First. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And enough. then, but like both of them, like I feel like when I when we watch a trailer or when I explain to her the plot or how it feels, it, it's very <clears throat> it, it drives a lot of anxiety. I feel like those movies are very yeah, kind of yeah. just like intense and like you know very you have intense. to be in that mode, like you have to be ready mm. to watch those films. At least that's how I understand Uncut Jumps, having not seen it, but having seen Good Times. Yeah. Does Good Time have Adam Sandler in it? It does no. not. Oh, it sounds like a way better movie. <laughs> God, you guys. How am I the antagonist here? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. This one's for JM. JM, this is your first uh -huh. question. What does JM stand for? And. So, James uh, Michael. Hmm. Sorry. I was going to say, before you tell me. <laughs> Can I tell you what I hope it stands for? Go for it. I, ho I hope it stands for having, because I really, I, uh, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear what you said. Uh, uh -huh. I hope it stands for Jean-Michel. Oh, Jean-Michel. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a few of those. It's James Michael with a hyphen. So my first name is James Michael. Ah, nice. Amazing. It's not James. Like George Michael yeah. in Arrested Development. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. I love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't know if I ever guess. knew that your name was James Michael. See? Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. They just yeah, go by JM. Yeah, yeah it's you've fun. just always been JM. My, my... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's easier because if I say, hi, I'm James Michael, people go, hi, James. And then I have to go, actually, it's James Michael with a hyphen. And then I sound like an asshole. <laughs> uh... <laughs> what weirds Ooh. me out is when people can't even bother to say the M. I'm like, hi, I'm JM. And they're J- like, hey, J. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. You don't even have to enunciate the M. You can call me Jam and I'll answer to it. Yeah. My, it's mm. quite funny, actually. My my best friend um, is called James, but he's he's mm. always been called Jam. As in, like, mm. J-A-M. Yeah. So do you ever get people yeah. thinking that your name's Jam? Sure. Yeah. Had, yeah, I've had Jam. A lot of people, I'll write it, you know, I'll write JM on like an order or something like that. And people are like, Jim? Like, like, <laughs> like I forgot an I. Or if I even wrote the hyphen in, like I somehow wrote the, the I in sideways accidentally. Okay. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking at the sheet. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, guys, you guys go off and riff. This is great. I love it. Uh, number two. Going back to, uh, let's see. Our pats. Uh, yeah, as I've come to affectionately call you. What up? <laughs> we're all we're all big fans of your work in the lighthouse, <laughs> which I'm oh, sure you're aware. Sake. Are all these questions going to be directed at Robert yeah. Pattinson? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Please, please finish this line with your best Willem Dafoe impression. <laughs> Let's see if I can do any. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this up. I seen you sparring with a gull. Best to leave him be. Your turn. Uh, I don't know the line. Oh my god! Here, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> uh, it starts with bad luck. No? Nothing? No. Okay, give me... Alright, no. here we go. I'll just give it to you. You give me your I best impression. Bad luck of, to of... kill a seabird. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Right, okay. Yeah. I have to do it like Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. <clears throat> um... Bad luck to kill a seabird. <laughs> My God, it's like this oh, love it. Green Goblin, is that you? Yeah, uh, it is. It is me. All right, JM, number two for you. Yes. I'm going on. Number two, for JM. You. you call yourself an actor. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the question. You call yourself an actor? <laughs> wow. Oh. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's taken years to get my self-esteem oh. up to the point where I would call myself an actor. And only a few seconds <laughs> to, uh, to bring it tumbling down. <laughs> okay, let me try this again. JM, you call yourself an actor. Please act your way out of a paper bag. Uh, <clears throat> what is that? That's uh, Cartman. That's Cartman saying that Tom Hanks couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. Sure. Tom Hanks couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. Wow. That was that was an amazing Cartman. Thank you. I thought it was a clip. I honestly, I thought that was, you had pulled up the clip that quickly. I actually have a soundboard of Cartman wow. clips here that I never get to use. because I. So that's the first time. I've got 500 different Cartman <laughs> Lines ready to go. Your family's pal, Kenny. Your family's pal. 
Yeah, but the cheesy poo. <laughs> All right. This is fun. This is, I love this. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> All right, number three, Robbie. <clears throat> what? You previously worked in the video games department at HMV, correct? Yeah. What does HMV stand for? It stands for His Master's Voice, which was a famous painting of a Jack Russell sat next to a gramophone. The idea being, yeah, that the the little dog uh, thought he could hear his master's voice, but it was actually just a record. But yeah, that's what it stands for. Mm -hmm. And it's still around today. HMV is still going, which is fucking inexplicable. Amazing. Great. Great job. Points for you. Thank you. Thank you. I see. I like. I yeah. I did look this up, and I was like, "Oh, this is the it's the RCA logo. Like that's that's what it is." Yes. 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 Well, because because HMV used to be so it was a shop in London that was uh, that sold records. It was basically like a record label. So it was like RCA, but in the UK. That's basically what it was. Uh And then it just became a retailer. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't segue between. So I'm like, and eh, number three. All right, number three, JM, Jean Michel. Uh-huh. Uh, oui. All right. I am going to give you your character name, according uh-huh. to IMDb. You give me the name of the film. All right. All right. Uh, your character, uh, man. Uh, Austin as- High. No, I'm sorry. No. Man, uh, that was Weird Tornadoes When We Dance. Oh, that's a music Oh, well, it's it's a project. I don't know. I don't know what these are. It doesn't, IMDb doesn't, it just says film or short film. I don't really, I don't think it says music. Okay. Yeah, that's a music video. Sorry, you said, you said movie. I thought it was one of the movies. Okay, well, these are, these are your, um, these are your credits. So it can include music videos. It includes everything that's on your IMDb. Because I would have said, I definitely would have said Weird Tornadoes When We Dance. Okay. Directed by Randy Marsrau. All right. Next up, Mr. Man. Mr. Man. Uh, Austin High? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was looking. I know. That's Man in Boots. What is it? I was looking for proper villains. You played Paul Mann. Oh, yeah. Paul yeah. Mann. Not, that's, I, don't, I don't get called Mr. That's Mann fine. anywhere in that movie. Have you never even seen the film, Matt? I'm called Paul or Pauly in Proper Villains. You, Nobody calls me Mr. Mann. Do, do you think I've seen any film that you've been in? No, I don't. <laughs> nobody has. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen parts of Austin High, but I, don't, I, don't, uh, I didn't see your role, I don't think. It's at the climax oh, okay. where I belong. Okay. Uh, next up, Man in Boots. Austin there you I. go. You got that one. Uh, and then finally, uh, Special Thanks. Special Thanks? Um, is that the, the, the Voyage of Giovanni French one? No. Oh, what was it's it? The Man Who Never Cried. The Man Who Never Cried? I don't know. I don't remember that one. It just says you're in those special things. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know what I did in that. Okay, one. and then <laughs> that's all it's got. Doesn't have doesn't have how to Batman on there. I could have put that on there, but you were playing the Joker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joker and how to Batman. What about Cribus Montague? Oh, I don't. I don't think I saw that one. Doesn't have door to door on there. That's my greatest work. All right, I have I have a bonus question for you. All right. Uh, you famously played Weasel in 2015's The Kane Complex. Oh, that is the worst movie. Oh, wow. Just go on. Uh, please give us your best Polly Shore impression. Um, I, mm, mm, I can do God. one. On the one hand, I hate Polly Shore. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's the Leaning Tower of Cheese. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't have it. He was awful. Robbie, he's in you, the jit. Oh. Oh man, that movie was called California Man here, but I used to watch it a lot. Wait, Encino Man was called (laughs) California Man? Yeah, in the UK. Wow. Yep. Weird. I just now realized that Encino is a place in California and not a time when cavemen (laughs) (laughs) lived. I just made that connection. I I learned I learned that in uh, what whenever that came out, like fourth grade, when I bought the (laughs) the dramatization of Encino Man from the local book fair. (laughs) I was like, if I'm gonna read, (laughs) I need to read. Encino Man, the children's novel. <laughs> Do you? Oh my god! Just really a... needed that poorly short dialogue in written form. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really say that? <laughs> Is that how it's written on the page? <laughs> oh my god! Famous improviser, Polly Shore. <laughs> What's wild is the book came first. It was actually written in the 1890s. <laughs> I believe that's known as the Encino period. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten what we're, where we are now. What are we doing? Uh, oh, this one's for Robbie. Four. All right. Uh, All right. Robbie. Oh, okay. You fancy <laughs> yeah. yourself a football fan. Please yeah. finish this chant. So I ask, who is he? He goes by the name of... Uh, Rugby. <laughs> oh, hang on. Uh, I don't want to guess. I have an idea, but I don't want to guess. Who is it? <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Oh, Wayne okay, Rooney. No, <laughs> he goes by the no, name no, of no. Wayne we Rooney. Don't, I don't chant... The names of Everton or Manchester United players. <laughs> you should know that about me. Okay, unbelievable. Wow, yes. wow. Sorry, I my my intelligence was wrong. <laughs> uh, JM, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to give you the Valheim recipe. You tell me what it will make. <sighs> Shit, you always do all the cooking. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. Ten gray dwarf eyes. 
20 uh -huh. fine wood, oh. and two circling cores. That's a portal. That's a portal. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. I need a bell. I need a bell. All right. <laughs> next, 10 troll hide, 10 uh -huh. bone fragments. That's a, that's a, a troll cloak. Yes, the troll, troll hide cloak. cape. Troll hide cape. All right. And uh, finally, two thistle, uh -huh. two blood bag, four uh -huh. barley flour. That's a blood pudding. Ooh. All three. Three for three. three, for three. Uh, all right. It's shit quiz questions. <laughs> all right, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Uh, you fancy yourself a musician. Please finish this song lyric. <clears throat> we love United. We do. Oh, get We love fucked. United. We do. <laughs> we love United. We do. Oh, Nickerson, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should I should Ugh. say that my club and football in Europe is going through a very tumultuous forty eight <laughs> hours right now. So being forced <laughs> to play along with your childish games is is uh is not not my favourite thing to be doing right now. <laughs> so uh, my, my oh. that's my stance. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to. I'm trying to ensure that I am never invited back. <laughs> you were never invited. You were never in invited place. in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, uh, what was that? Was that question four? Okay, I have. I have one more question for each of you. Okay. Oh, you've got Wait, one. I thought I, I, yeah, I you... still haven't gotten my 50. Oh, shit. This was kind of for both of you, but... I don't even um, have my own last question. No, I have the last question for each of you, though. I just... So what happened was I split up the two Manchester United questions for Robbie. Because uh... I felt bad. See, the thing is, I feel like I know JM a little bit better because we're on the, you know, the same time zone. We play Valheim together. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I feel like I still am getting to know Robbie. And so I have mm -hmm. more questions for him. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez. Uh, wow. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Okay. Two last questions. Uh, let's see. Who wants to go first? These, these are big questions. I'll go first. Robbie can go first. Robbie? <clears throat> Taylor Swift. Why? Um... Because red is a banger. All right, I can appreciate that. Thanks. I'm not, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I. I thought we were gonna get into something. Usually, like Taylor Swift is a hot topic for. Like, I, I feel like I. Yeah. I was not on the Taylor Swift bandwagon for a very long so, time, and so I just try to understand why. I so yeah so I'd her always, earlier stuff. I'd liked what was the record before Red? Let's see Taylor Swift albums. So Speak Now, yeah. So Fearless and Speak Now were good. Like Speak Now was really good, but like because she was still coming from like that kind of country background, which I wasn't super into that stuff, even though she was good. I just wasn't into that sound as much. 
but then red came out and i guess i was probably that was probably around the time when i was getting into more pop music anyway 2012 2014 so between then was like when my horizons were expanding with regards Mm. to like modern pop music i wasn't really into modern pop music so much before that um not in a big way anyway um and i just always thought she was good like as soon and then when she started to get bigger and bigger in 1989 came out in reputation and then you know kind of she suddenly started to like i couldn't understand why she started to sort of um draw all of this criticism all the time um and all this kind of controversy and stuff um i I never really understood that people seem to like talking about her and talking shit about her a lot and i couldn't really understand why i just thought she just writes good songs you know (laughs) and she performs them pretty well so i've always thought she's all right like i've always thought she's all right and then i watched that documentary on netflix recently as well and i thought that was good so you asked me why taylor Swift, and uh and that's why because i love it i cannot i I can't i can't argue with this well good i'm glad i'm glad glad you're satiated (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a very level-headed take on on what what you enjoy about taylor swift and what makes her good yeah all right jm Uh uh-huh mad max fury road how dare you Uh, it's easy. I have more than two functioning brain cells, Oof. and I grew past Saturday morning cartoons. So, yeah. I mean, woof. Yeah, no, it's a bad movie. It's like, it's a great music video. The cinematography mm-hmm. is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing is remedial. The plot is remedial. The villain is remedial. Uh, it's incoherent. Um it's it's nothing it's 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 a big loud music video and uh i tried so hard to like it i tried so hard to like it because so many people that i like liked it and they talked about how great it was and it's just the, so the dumb the point of the i mean the writing is like it is very minimalistic like, you can be minimalistic without being stupid but what's stupid? it's it's stupid no the writing is bad it's stupid. The plot is stupid. The things that happen are stupid and don't make sense. That's like bait. when, like, and do, here, here's the deal: it's, it's not bait. I don't. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's it's. I know it's a line from the movie. It's it's such a bad movie. Like, and here's the deal: Mad Max: The Road Warrior is one of my favorite <clears throat> movies of all time. Hell yeah. So it's not like I don't like the genre. Mad Max the Road Warrior is a, is a minimalistic movie, like as far as the writing goes. Uh, it's a lot of empty space. But you've got a story about a man who has dealt with trauma, and he's become like 
he's not like a villain or anything like that you know he's 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 the protagonist or whatever but he uh you know it's about like he he doesn't connect with people anymore and he's an outsider you know i mean the hero of mad max the road warrior is papa gallo the guy the older guy who's leading the community of survivors in the oil derrick you know and like it's about it's a personal story and every character in mad max the road warrior has a real story has a personal story even fucking lord i mean Lord Humongous fucking like chokes out uh I can't remember the character's name but the screaming guy after his after his lover is killed chokes him fucking out and he says you know we've all lost someone we loved like it's it's amazing because like all the characters in that are people like just surviving and dealing and living their lives his revolver like uh, Lord Humongous's revolver comes out of a chest it's got pictures taped to it we don't learn who any of those people are but we know they're important to him uh Mad Max doesn't just beat the shit out of six people at any point. He's not magically stronger than everyone else just because he's the protagonist. He gets his shit kicked in throughout the whole movie. Like, and the final scene, the final big massive chase is all practical effects. It's all real and it's all grounded and the driving is incredible and the fighting is clumsy and awkward and it's like a real fight. It's like a real struggle to survive. And it's amazing. And it's characters playing to the max, it's, it's to, to the peak of their intelligence. And they're not stupid. Like, some people are smarter than others. Some people get things before others do. But, like, it's it's so good. It's so fucking good. It's it's almost Kurosawa good. Like, it's it's not, but it's, it's close. Because it's so, like, there's so much patience in it. The opening scene, the opening scene where there's fucking blood dripping into the fucking gasoline that's leaking out of this car, and Max is, like, like scooping it up with a fucking Frisbee because he's so desperate for this gasoline. Now take me over to Mad Max Fury Road, where fucking Max gets randomly kidnapped by a bunch of dudes painted white for no fucking reason. They're about to brand him, and that's when he gets a burst of strength, and he beats them all up, and he runs outside, and they're on a giant fucking skull mountain for some reason. They're on a fucking He-Man playset for some reason that has a fucking giant water fucking pipe that this dude turns on and off for no apparent fucking reason. Don't get addicted to water. Oh, well, the first, the, the old ones were about gasoline and this one is about water. Don't you get it? Yeah, I get it, but it's not good. The whole fucking plan for, also, just as it aside, like it's, <laughs> Like, the only people of color that show up in this fucking film that supposedly takes place in Australia are the fucking savages that betray Furiosa and this, like, ugly dude at the end who's, like, celebrating that Furiosa has come back to white woman savior them. They meet, like, like I could go scene for scene and explain how fucking stupid, that, like, even the opening, even the opening news clips, the voices in the news clips compare the, like, Road Warrior to Fury Road, it's wild how bad the news clips voices are in fucking Fury Road. It's a viciously stupid film. They get to those old ladies, and that one old lady's like, I carry these seeds around and I plant some everywhere we go. Bitch, someone else needs to be in charge of the seeds. That is not the way you're supposed to do that. 
And the fucking, the fucking, cli- like, the swamps. They go through the fucking swamps. And the, the gun guy from Guntown is coming on his gun car. And Max is like, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And walks into the mist. And there's a couple sounds. And then Max comes back. Because he killed the gunman in the gun car. Eat shit. It is such a stupid fucking movie and then they're like we're gonna turn around now that's the that's how we're gonna win like everybody's got enough gasoline to drive for fucking days across the fucking desert they don't need to worry about food or water or anything like that they're driving monster trucks the fucking bad guy has a spare monster truck that he's been bringing along after his first one gets wrecked also the bad guy is just a bitch he's just a little cartoon bitch who never actually does anything bad watch him he's absolutely fucking lootly ineffectual he doesn't do anything bad ever he doesn't successfully like do an evil thing like sure he's got some fat ladies that he milks to drink their milk or something and he has some pretty chicks that he like are his harem or something like that yeah they're his slaves or whatever and he controls the flow of water and keeps people in poverty yeah but what what (laughs) why what, don't you need to farm? What's the point of like? like where? What is what he is doing he with farm? the fucking? What is he doing with the fucking water? He turns on the hose sometimes. What? He's controlling what, it What is himself. he fucking doing with it? He doesn't farm with it. He doesn't have fields. Like, what are all he these does, people though. doing? He has his his hydroponic farm upstairs that is keeping him. Uh, you know, he has his own plants and things up there. That he's keeping away from the general population. All right. right. (laughs) How many times have you seen this movie? Twice. Why did you watch it again? Because he was the the road warrior. Because I I watched it once on a plane. And I I had left. So I thought, well, no. That's when I tried watch, to like it. No. That's when I had oh got God. to the end you, and almost convinced myself movie. that I liked it. You what? can you watch you can watch the Green Lantern on a plane. You cannot watch Fury Road for the first time on a plane. Well, so I got close. <laughs> well, the things I didn't like weren't that the special effects weren't loud enough. Like the things that I didn't like was that. But it, it was I feel like stupid. watching it on that in that small scale that allows you like I feel like that highlights. No, the... no, I, I almost had myself convinced that I liked it. I really tried to like it. It's like the first time I went and saw one of the Transformers movies, the new live-action Transformers movies. I saw that in theaters, and I really almost convinced myself that I could like it. But then I had to be like, no, nah, man, this was bad. I was oh so God. heartbroken. You just compared Transformers to Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah, they're both as stupid, man. They're, it's bad. Like, those action scenes are incoherent. <laughs> They don't mean anything. It's just a bunch of goofy characters like bopping around like and just like, oh, it's so stupid. It's a Saturday morning cartoon. But which ah. There's a lot of of generalization there. We're going to have to do another podcast on this. I know. This is, yeah. We're going to hash this out. Wow. Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure.
wear you down with all Having you uh, with us at Devolver, by the way, it's, yeah. I've I really enjoyed it. Uh, hmm. Just in general, yeah, it's really good having you around. You're a cool dude. It's it is good, <laughs> and thanks for being on the podcast. I, yeah, thank you guys so much. I am happy to to come back and antagonize you whenever you would like. <laughs> no <laughs> thanks. And yeah, honestly, <laughs> I mean, thank you guys for doing this podcast. I think it has been super helpful to me and i also i would say to you know other members of devolver in just getting to know more about you guys and the company and the people that you bring on uh it's just it's a joy each and every week to listen to thanks matt it feels good a lot of people had never even heard of nigel before we had him on so we're, we're glad to right because he he hides he hides, he hides. Uh, <laughs> yeah behind the internet <laughs> uh great uh well uh if uh so hello listeners if you're still uh here after all of that <laughs> um you can follow you can subscribe to the forecast on spotify and itunes and wherever you get your podcasts you can follow devolver at devolver digital on I thought Twitter you made a thing for this and instagram no <laughs> and I you made an insert for this i did oh, yeah shit. but i don't use it ever uh and i hate it um <laughs> And you can join us on the Discord. Uh, just search for Devolver Digital Discord, and uh, that's where we are. There's a forecast channel. Come in there and talk about why you don't like Mad Max Fury Road. And, uh, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.